G'day folks and welcome back to Happy Days. This is your pal Jesse on the mic thanking each and every single one of you for tuning in and supporting this little podcast. Proudly brought to you by my very own uh, publication company Freak Productions where I self-publish and create all my own comic books, novels and children's books. I do it all because I love it and uh, I love doing this podcast as well. So thanks for tuning in and thanks also for checking out uh, last week's podcast with my pal Jake from the Freaky Friday and Rad podcast. It's a little thing that we're trying out and we're hoping to do on a more semi-regular basis where we're just going to talk about albums that we love that uh, had an impact on us in our life and childhoods. So, uh, yeah, expect to hear more of that and, um, you know, nothing like facts and figures and all that crap, just more, just fun, just the emotional um, experiences behind the songs and the albums that, uh, you know, that we collectively think are freaking awesome and we want to share with you all. So, uh, if you haven't done it already, hit the like and subscribe button. And go that one step further and give this show a five-star rating. I know it's probably, it sounds a little cliched and it sounds like, you know, oh crap, I hear this on every single goddamn podcast. But look, I'm only a little podcast and um, the stories that I tell on this podcast are, are real, they're inspirational, they're somewhat motivational. And I would love more people to be able to hear it. So uh, if you feel the same way too... Give it a five-star rating because more people will find this show, I guarantee you. And um, that's my sales pitch over. But let's talk about this week's show. I am so pumped about this. This happened so organically. And I'll set the scene for you. I have been friends with guitar player Aru Luster for a few years now. And... I, I can't believe that I'm friends with this guy because he's just such an amazing human being. He's also the guitarist of of uh, two of my favorite bands. Uh, he was in Machine Head during the Burning Red and Supercharger days. He was also in El Nino as well uh, in their latter years, uh, of, I think three or four albums. Um, We've toured together in the in that band, and uh, yeah, had it you know had built an amazing bond that we've continued to this day. Uh, like one of I consider him a brother, and um, we've shared a lot of personal stuff together. And uh, you know, when I asked him to be on this podcast, uh, I didn't expect him to jump to it, but he was all in. So uh, yeah, it's great, and we recorded. You know, it was a sunny morning here, sunny, brisk morning here in uh, in Australia, and about 5 p.m. over where he is, and uh, yeah, it was just a chilled, you know, I think he was uh, out on his porch, and I was, you know, here's the professionalism of my podcast. I, um, you know, for the sake of being quiet in my household, I don't have a professional studio or anything like that. I just recorded this in my laundry of all places. Yep, you heard it, in my laundry. I just recorded in there, nice and casually, nice and relaxed. And 
I think you can hear it in this conversation. It's just a really laid back, relaxed conversation. There's no plan into it. I didn't get, go into it with a bunch of questions or anything. I could have done that. But I just wanted to, you know, much like all my other chats that I've had on the Happy Days podcast, I just wanted to have an organic conversation where we just ebbed and flowed and let the, the conversation just have a life of its own. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, it was a real treat to talk to Aru about his band Lions at the Gate, which are about to go on tour with Nita Strauss, um, which is a phenomenal pairing. <clears throat> um, he also talks about, you know, previous tours with Lacuna Coil, uh, talks about some, um, you know, form- formative year experiences in Machine Head and El Nino, just, uh, you know, early days, uh, reminiscing on previous tours. But also we talk about, you know, we go deeper. We talk about, you know, what made him want to pick up a guitar. And you'll be quite surprised when you find out the music that uh, compelled him to pick up a guitar. And um, all I can say is the power of rock and roll has no time constraints on it, has no expiry date. In an age of ageism, uh, you know, a great song is a great song, regardless of when it was recorded. And um, that should be the way it is. It shouldn't be about trends. It shouldn't be about what's current or anything like that. A moment in time is just that. And it should be embraced and celebrated as such. And um, I feel like that's what Aru and me got to have in this conversation. So without further ado, enjoy my happy days conversation with my pal Aru of Lions at the Gate. Hello? G'day, mate. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> How the hell are you, mate? Good. How's it going? I, I thought I was putting the phone up to my ear, but it's on speaker mode. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> the shock, the horror, <laughs> the suspense. Oh, man. How, how's things over there, man? Uh, going good. Just... um. We just we just played that show at the Whiskey with Fear Factory, yeah, uh, with their their new vocalist, and um, now we're getting ready to go on tour with uh, Nita Strauss. Damn, dude, that's gonna be wild. Yeah, it's gonna. It, it. I looked at the rooms that we're playing, and there there are a lot of nice rooms that um that I hadn't played in a in a while. So I'm pretty oh, excited. That's cool. I'm sure we're all pretty excited about that. Yeah, man. It, it, is this is this like uh, one of your first uh, big tours as a band? Um, we also did a. It was like a East Coast tour. We did with Lacuna Coil, mm. and that was pretty. That was pretty awesome as well. Like, man, a lot great. of those were like uh, venues that we hadn't played since um, when when we did like El Nino Confession. Yeah, sure. So, sure. Yeah, it was like some really big rooms, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Big crowds. Man, that's a, that's a trip, bro. That's that's. A, I'm so happy for you, man. That's great. Thank you, man. It, yeah. yeah, it was a, it was uh pretty awesome. Bro, man, this is this is great, uh, man. I, I'm just I'm just uh, I'm so happy for you guys. Um, yeah, just watching you guys just continue to kick goals, record. You know, obviously, you know, since you guys have just been 
on the go since you first announced Lions at the Gate. You've, you know, you've just put out this incredible music and doing shows, and you must be pretty stoked right now, bro. Oh man, thank you so much. I I think most of all, like, I mean, we there, you know, we made some, we made a cool record that we're really happy about, um, and we're doing some cool tours. But I think the thing that I'm happy the most about is just like the people that I'm playing with, like everybody genuinely likes each other and gets along and yeah, you know, no drama and you know, yeah, it's just, it's just Refreshing. such a nice and easy vibe. Yeah. Do you guys, I have to ask this for the, uh, the tour survival, sure. tour survival um, from my experiences with you guys. Uh, I, I learned pretty quickly whenever you stop at a place on tour, you have to be the first to get to the toilet before Diogo does. Is that still a golden rule? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually um, it's a truck stop and, and yeah. <laughs> you know, you kind of like quietly try to sneak away from everybody and be the first one in there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to throw Diego under the bus there, but I was like... <laughs> no worries uh, no, no, that's one of the one of the glorious things i i miss man is uh just those legends um those moments and i think that that's what makes tours so memorable man it's just uh you know just, just some <laughs> of that banter and fun you have right yeah just like all the stuff between the shows like you yeah know, yeah a lot of people don't know what what actually happens like people have a preconceived idea that it's luxurious and you know, I don't know what people think, but it's it's, it's nothing like what people think it is, and and in 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 both good and bad. Like there's mm. a lot of good things, and then there's a lot of you know th- things Not that so good. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like people don't realize like showers are hard to come by. <laughs> oh man, like that. <laughs> the, the the glorious sink shower. It's, um, yeah, <laughs> I think that's one of the most luxurious experiences ever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> especially if you can get a hold of some half decent soap. <laughs> yeah, sure. You're like pretty good. You're um, using hand soap to to wash your body with. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then people walk in. You go, it's okay. I'm just having a shower, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head, dude. Like, I mean, that that's one of the the greatest misconceptions about touring is people just have this bizarre idea that it's all you know airports and just you know glitz and glamour but it's far from the truth and i don't know i i can't i don't know about you but i kind of prefer the 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 grime of being on the road and just seeing different parts of the country that you don't normally see and i think it's also a chance of uh just creating those bonds between the band members as well yeah sure that's that's the best part i mean like and and even when you're like you know touring with other bands and like yeah hanging out with other bands and um all that stuff's fun and uh it kind of like i guess kind of like when you're you know when everybody's kind of in a struggle together not that it's like you know i don't want to i'm not trying to complain about it or anything but like you know when when uh you're not showering together and you know eating crappy food together then it's kind of a bonding experience (laughs) it is isn't it and it really it's sort of it really brings that band closer together and, and, and really tests the, the strength of a band as well, you know? Sure. Um, you know, I mean, obviously bands that don't um, feel that way when they come back from a tour, well, it's kind of like, well, 
it's probably not the the career path you boys want to take, you know, or girls, whatever, you know, it's exactly, um, it's not for you, man. <laughs> Go back to yeah. your normal job. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but um, man, you, you know, you, you you've been doing this gloriously well. Um, and one one of the things when we were uh, chatting online, you were saying about, you know, you mentioned earlier about playing the whiskey, and you've been saying that you've been playing there for twenty five, you know, twenty five years, whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, I have to ask you, like, because for me, if I've only played there once, and if and I'm glad it was with you, and if it was, if that was the only time that I ever got to play there, I will forever hold that in my heart as one of the most religious experiences ever. Just to play, oh, that's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, but like for you, 25 years of playing it, does does it still fill you with a buzz when you go into a, a venue like that? Um, it. I think it, well, just because like uh, the band's based out of Los Angeles, so like mm. it's, the whiskey is kind of like a hometown show, and it's kind of uh, probably the 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 venue that we've played the most at. It's kind of, it, I don't know, it 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 has like a home vibe to it, but also like, I guess I don't think of the history of it as much. Sure, sure. But but you know when you think about it, there there's a rich history of of bands oh, playing man. there all the way back to the doors and dude you know. I, I crack up knowing that charles manson played there oh wow i didn't even know that <laughs> yeah dude there's a bit of you see as as uh as, as our mutual friend chippy always said every day's a school day <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah dude like i mean just little things like that it's it's crazy but um i mean it's it, it the other thing too is that you get to play a show with, you know, a band like Fear Factory, and you, and you guys are much in the same boat. You've you've come from, yeah. you know, you've come from uh, less than desirable circumstances, but you've bounced back stronger than ever. Is it yeah. inspiring and to to sort of watch each other just do that thing that you do so well at a show like the Whiskey? Oh man, it was great. See, I mean, because one of like the tour where I met Christian and the rest of the El Nino guys was the Road Rage tour. It was uh, Fear Factory, Machine Head, El Nino, and Camara. Holy shit! And so um, that was the first time we toured with Fear Factory. I know that. I mean, you know, at that time I was in Machine Head, mm. but. Um, we had done some festivals like local or, or uh, U.S. festivals with Fear Factory before that. But um, actually doing that tour together was really cool. So, I mean, I've I've toured with them. I mean, when I did tour with Fear Factory, I didn't really hang out with Dino that much. But sure. it, it was great to see him back at it again. And, mm. you know, I think even though it's a different lineup, I feel like the soul of Fear Factory is Dino. And, absolutely and that that um they're better than ever now and you you gotta say like um i had a chat um with tony campos who also plays bass in fear factory as well and yeah. um man i mean he, he's he's a pretty right of a human being dude like you you, you must have had some fun hanging out with him as well right oh yeah i mean we we also toured together um when it was il, il nino static x and we even did Australia together. So, yeah, I've, I, I dude, have a lot of experience. 
hanging out I, with him as well. I remember that show, man. That was my birthday. I remember. Oh, wow. I had the best time, man. It was, it was such a good time, man. So yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, I mean, that, that's the, that, that's the joy, isn't it? Of what you do. It's like these experiences just, you, you know, you, you do, you talk about shows like touring with bands like Lacuna Coil, touring with Fear Factory, touring with yeah. all these great bands. And I don't know. I mean, do you ever have moments where you, you're sitting at home with the kids and just kind of go, man, cr- crazy life? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think, um, I mean, it's just like I've, I've always, I've, I made the choice to like live an alternative life than normal Mm. people live and um you know i've had all these unique experiences and i and i and i feel very blessed that i that i even though like you know if i would have chose like maybe being more financially responsible or something like that yeah i'm sure i might be more comfortable in other ways but i I don't have any regrets of of choosing the life that i that i did or that i have and um all the experiences that i've had and all the awesome people that i got to meet and and all of that and it's and the crazy thing is that it's still going i know <laughs> After all these I mean, years of doing and it that, and that's so cool man like i mean i mean that's the thing about being a musician man it's much like um like fighters you know you don't have an off switch it's yeah it's just it's forever on it's in your blood and uh it's a euphoric feeling you know um for you is that euphoric feeling like playing the shows or being in the studio? I mean, for shows for sure. Like yeah. I, the, the one time that I did feel that way in the studio was when we did, when I was in machine head and we recorded the burning red. Yeah. But that was yeah. like all, I mean, the whole entire process of that was, was basically getting that live energy, you know, onto recorded onto tape mm. and, you know, before, I mean, I think people were using computers to record at the time, but, but, uh, the way we did it, we still did it to tape and, but every experience after that has been kind of like more of, it's more of like just working on the technical aspect of it. And it's not as, I guess, organic like spirit spiritually rewarding mm, yeah uh, that, that that leads me to an interesting question like um you know obviously you know it's a it's meant much of a topic of discussion with people like you know people talk about recording you know how easy and accessible it is today i mean shit you you could practically record a song on your phone whereas yeah. you know you talk about recording you know a timeless landmark album like the burning red um, you know, with, uh, you know, different technology where there was no computers, there was no mobile phones. It was, it was, you know, to tape and everything. And you yeah. talk about that spiritual journey. I mean, that, do you feel like that, that purity, uh, that, that rewarding, um, spiritual experience is kind of a lost art in today's music? Like uh, I don't think it's. I don't think it's lost, but I think people are sidetracked to, I mean, I, I think, I feel like it's something that at some point people are going to realize like, Hey, you know, maybe this, this way of doing things isn't, isn't as great as we thought. And mm. we should, we should 
go back to the old ways or we should, uh, you know, incorporate what was good about the old ways with some of the technology of the new ways and and come up with something that's better than what we're doing now. Yeah, because there are a lot of recordings now that I, I don't feel capture, you know, they're they're very mechanical and don't capture the soul as much as as. Um, some of the recordings, a lot of the recordings of the past where you could you could feel the imperfections and that's what kind of gives it yeah. a soul that that a lot of the stuff of today doesn't have. Not not to say like I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, I, I, the, back in the old days, everything. Yeah, was better. yeah, yeah. Because there 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 are are all kinds of. Um, advancements in technique and songwriting, of course, yeah, and and just everything that that people have made today that i feel contribute a, a great deal to to music but i do miss some of some of the the realism and uh soul of the way that things were done back mm. then i mean but i'm sure there are some bands that even you know even today like yeah try to capture that more than than others absolutely man i mean i mean it, I, I think it's great that you know you you can record an album literally anywhere in your house if you want but i i do you know I, I love that experience like just being in a studio room you know in a control booth or in a room you know where the lighting is set the way you want and you just create an ambience and an atmosphere and and from there magic's created man and uh yeah and and you know when you listen to interviews or read interviews about how some of the great albums were recorded it's you know that that's that's a, a certain kind of magic that um yeah i i really love that you know and uh, i'm sure you do too yeah totally 100% and and um you know i think that there are there like like i said there are recordings nowadays that that can capture that but a a vast majority of what people are doing is kind of like um it takes it takes a little bit of that soul out of the music yeah yeah so like for you like you know if we can time travel a little bit like for you like um you know when you before i get to the time travel question i mean when you're talking about the burning radar i just want to give a shout out i think it was the life is peachy podcast you did a great interview on that about the burning red and just gave a really good in-depth conversation about that recording oh. and yeah i just want to give you props that was that was a phenomenal chat oh thank you so much yeah but um but time traveling back to you know childhood and stuff like you know was it a particular band or a series of bands in your household that led you down a path of wanting to pick up a guitar and and uh you know start shredding um yeah, there was one song, and this is this is gonna like pretty much date me, but uh, <laughs> no, no, music is uh, timeless, bro. There was that um, there was this song by Foreigner called uh, "Jukebox Hero." Holy shit, I fucking love that song. Yeah, <laughs> and Dude. like hearing that song, that's what like you know made me want to pick up the guitar and start playing it. Right. I mean, dude, that song, like, just the way it starts, man, it's 
like, you know, regardless of what people say about Foreigner, like that song in particular, man, like just the way it just starts so moody and Lou Graham's voice just just hits that, just starts building the tempo. And then just when it yeah. kicks in, it's just like, like and it's uh, like the lyrics are just create a create an image, you know, and yeah. it's like, you know, the rain and all that. And, you know. It's crazy, I, it, man. That song used to give me goosebumps, and that's pretty much the, that's what started it. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I, I love that about music, like especially like yeah, I refer to music like that, like just timeless music. There's yeah, d- you know, d- there's nothing to, more to be said about it. Like songs like that, I just to me they're still you know relevant today as they were back when they were first recorded just because just the musicianship the vocals especially i mean man stuff like that just yeah it just blows your mind and and it's amazing to hear that it still blows your mind today yeah they were they were a hell of a band yeah yeah and um they made some great music (laughs) so from there like um so obviously that one just triggered it for you like from there did you just get feverishly hungry to listen to more music and more bands and i mean it from that point it was straight downhill i mean it was from that to acdc to iron maiden and judas priest to motley crew shout at the devil to slayer metallica and wow (laughs) (laughs) and then you and then you just went i'm making my own music and yeah yeah pretty much f the world Yeah, so it was like, I mean, it was a it was a straight down traject- trajectory straight to hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. I love that. <laughs> hell Satan. Yeah. So, um, so, so when you started, you know, on that trajectory down to hell, um, you know, when you started playing music, did you have this excitement as a kid, just wanting to just... You, did you have it in your in your mind that you were just going to make the most evil, just heavy music on on the planet? Like, or yeah, you know, when you're a kid and you just have these weird ideas about how things are going to sound. Yeah, I was like, um, when I was when I was 16, that's when I started playing with other musicians. Yeah, and we we first started out playing covers, and we were doing like Exodus and Slayer covers. Um. And then we started writing originals. And in the beginning, what I would do is I would just take a, like an Exodus song and use the, use basically their blueprint, but change every riff. And, you know, that was my original. <laughs> that's gold, man. <laughs> man, but the, you know, that, that's the, that's the beauty, man. It's the beauty of music. And, you know, they always say the term imitation is the, the greatest form of flattery, you know, and, and I, I think uh, you know all the greats, man. They've they've borrowed from each other's music. It, you know, it's it dates back to friggin' the Stones back in the '60s, man. So it's a yeah, time-honored tradition. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of people, you know, think that. I mean, you're. It's there. There is originality, but but it's basically taking. I mean, you're already borrowing from what other people have done mm-hmm. and then adding to it. It's mm-hmm. not like no one can come out and be like, oh, I'm completely original, but you're playing the same instrument that every other band plays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and That's you right. have five members or four members and, and, you know, so it's like you're borrowing like 75% of it. And then if you're very original, you're adding your own 25% 
or you know if you're kind of original you're adding your own 10 percent to it that's right yeah so <laughs> i love it man i love that but like so so you know getting to you know when you've started lions at the gate you go into that obviously you've you know you, you've come from a background of incredible music i mean did did you guys feel pressure on yourselves to create the music that you created like was there a, a like a, a a plan in place in the formative years i mean i don't think so so much it was like diego was kind of the one that got the ball rolling yeah and we had we I know Christian and I were both going through a lot of personal life yeah. um, drama yeah. and his was, you know, having to do with his ex and, um, you know, child custody and, and a lot of, you know, a lot of hot, I mean, real we're all going stuff, through the, we were all going through the, the, the band stuff mm-hmm. and the separation from El Nino, but then, mm-hmm. Uh, Christian had his own personal things. I was dealing with um, uh, separation from my wife at the time and the death of both my parents. And, you know, so we were were all going through things. And and Diego was just like, hey, we're getting together. We're going to do a record. And we're just, and we're like, uh, all right. (laughs) So... Like I, yeah. I, I'm just picturing Diego right now, and I'm just like, "Yep, that sounds about right." Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's just like, "All right, boys, suck it up, let's go." Yeah, yeah. and um, him, him and Steven kind of, you know, helped to put it all together in the beginning, and then, then we came in, and and it was just such a like working with Kyle O'Dell was such an awesome experience compared to anything or not anything that we had done, but like everything that we were doing in the previous band that we were in Mm. um, there, this was the first time that it felt easy to make a record. Like that's, it was always hard to make a record and it was always took a long time and it was always a struggle and arguments. And, you know, this is the first time where it just kind of just all flowed. And we probably spent about a quarter of the amount of time as we had in the past and we you know we feel like it's the best thing that we we had all done together bro the results speak for themselves man i mean the, the tracks are just still killing no filler man like what i've heard right on, man. it's yeah like i mean you guys should be proud of it man it's 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 such a it, it sounds exactly like everything you've just described man just that i don't know the camaraderie is just all there you can just i don't know it's maybe it's a musician thing i don't know what it is but man just you could hear it in the music you can just hear that the soul in the band and um i think it's a beautiful thing so well done thank you so much i greatly appreciate it man Mm. and um i mean one of the things that that i think makes it so so cool is like i mean it kind of you know every through everything that christian had been going through his lyrics were very this was the first time in a long time that his his lyrics were very personal and yeah um heartfelt and reflected things that he was actually going through and experiencing and yeah um there's a lot of pain in there a lot of transformation and a lot of hope so it you know like all of those things 
were very real and and um i'm very proud of like i think those were the best vocals chris has done probably in his whole life uh i agree man like he's that's the thing man his vocals are just you know he knocked it out of the park dude like they're just yeah he really i don't know i, I feel like sometimes you've just got to go to hell and back to 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 you know find yourself musically and and you know sometimes those experiences can just bring out the best in you you know as a yeah unfortunately you have to go through so much shit to like put out good music yeah i mean that's the thing man such a common denominator for yeah so many of the great great artists that have put out some of the albums that we love man do you know you read about how they just went through hell to create this awesome body of work that we get to listen to yeah. um every day so i think for you guys just been a without you know not having the constraints or pressures of um you know preconce- uh, preconceived um ideas that you've traditionally had in the past i think it, it seems like you had a more organic approach in the studio a more you know a refreshing uh sense of energy with the you know with the other the new members and just christian just being able to just really just let himself go with the lyrics i think that's great yeah totally i i I feel i think you hit the nail right on the head yeah and and like so you know i i love the the journey that you guys have taken as well as a band like i mean was it was it hard for you guys especially for you christian and diego you know being going through everything that you were going through um you know which i still i feel for you to this day man but um you know likewise yeah thanks man but like you were able to just pull yourselves together as a band and just find this new strength and was it hard to sort of rebuild after you know overcoming the personal stuff you were going through but also professionally in your career coming from such a you know a well-known uh establishment I mean, I think so. Like in a lot of ways, we're a new band. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're having to start at square one in a lot of ways. But at the same time, um, it feels like it's happening faster just because maybe because of our past. Mm. So um, I forgot what the question was. No, no, it's all good. I I, I, I... I think I was just asking, like, did you, as a band, did you feel, namely the trio of you, Christian and Diego, did you feel, did you guys feel a, a sense of pressure, um, you know, having to, you know, live up to some sort of standard with this band? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, <clears throat> we, since we, we have uh, history in the, in the music industry, it is something that, you know, we definitely want to be, be the best that we've ever been. Mm. So, um, there's that kind of pressure, but it's not, I don't think it's an unhealthy pressure. It's, it's just like, you know, I think it's more, I don't, I'd rather say like pressure is like negative fuel. It's more, um, excitement. Yeah. You know, it's like moving towards something, not away from something. And I, I guess that's sort of where I sort of wanted to take the question because I, I, you know, I'd love to sort of relay that out to to anyone that listens that's you know trying to find their feet again as a as an artist, whether it's a musician or whatever in life. 
you know, if you've come from a previous background, just refining yourself, like, um, for you guys, did you, did you find it, it was just easier just to go back to basics and just have fun? Yeah, for sure. Enjoy what you do. Yeah. That's definitely one thing that we all, I mean, a a priority that we all wanted to have is like, we wanted it to be a good experience Yeah, and a fun experience. And, and, um, I feel like when you, when you think of it that way, it's like, there's more of a chance of like, I don't know, good things happening creatively than, I, I mean, it's something that I've been working on myself for the past five years. And that's like, cause I, I, I used to be driven by a lot of negative emotions. Like I would say like fear, fear of failure or, um, competition or, you know, like I would find these things to fuel me, which they did. But, but then I got to a point in my life where I, I realized that it's kind of like, you know, like you can't run on bad fuel forever. You have yeah. to find new, new sources of fuel that are, that are positive and that are, you know, um, that are healthy. Mm. So, so I consciously and purposely try not to, I guess, fuel myself from, from things that I used to, but, but try to fuel myself from like uh, excitement and anticipation and, you know, like more positive things. And like I said, moving towards something instead of away from something. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's such a great answer, dude. Um, I love that. And thank you. Yeah, man. Um, fuck, I could talk, talk to you for ages about this sort of stuff, but um, I don't want to hold you up too long. But oh no worries! I appreciate. It's great it. to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, doing the that first show was the band. I, I mean, I was feeling for you guys so much around that time. I, I, it, I feel like there was a sense of excitement. Um, I don't know what what kind of emotions were happening in the band when you guys played that first show or leading up to it. I, I mean, definitely like you know we were nervous. It was our first show and um, excitement as well. And, um, you know, like we were the day of the show. I mean, we knew that we we had sold, you know, a good amount of like a good amount of tickets. But at the same time, the whiskey is a big walk up crowd. Oh, so yeah, we were like, we didn't know how many people were going to show up and and it turned out like it ended up being like almost sold out. And, you know, I think there was more nerves, like just wondering how many people were going to show up than, than anything else. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. Yeah. Uh, there's like a big loud card. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> All right, there it goes. But yeah, that was, it was like when we, when we walked out on state or like, cause you're upstairs before you walk on stage. So you could see yeah. the crowd. And when we walked out and we saw the whole room filled up and like all these people, it was such an awesome feeling, you know, like to know that after everything that we had been through, there was all these people that, that, you know, came out to support and come see us. Yeah. What an awesome feeling, man. And, and like, um, the set list for that was predominantly all lines of the gate material or did you yeah that's all we do we don't do any uh, good on you. your songs or anything like that oh man like i mean just the covers in general or anything like um 
Uh, not yet. I mean, we we haven't had. I, I guess it was kind of like that first show wasn't. It was. I guess we we marketed it as a. I forgot what it wasn't like a full. You know, we didn't play for hour like yeah. over an hour or anything. We only played for about 45, 50 minutes, mm-hmm. and it was just basically most <clears> of the songs <throat> that we had. But yeah, we haven't we haven't worked on any covers or anything like that. Um, yeah, but we are probably going to be working on new material very soon. Oh, that's cool. And you know, for when we when we are able to do headline shows and things like that, we'll have enough songs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other thing that um, you know I love about the album too is like you know one of the the great tracks you did was the collaboration with Tatiana. Um, oh from yeah, Ginger. man, like surreal experience to you know to have a vocalist of like that on on your album man that must have been been an absolute freaking thrill yeah that was like i mean that was the last song that was that i had heard and i was like i was already so happy with the rest of the record that i was like man even if this lot this last song doesn't come out that good i'm still like you know totally happy with what we what we've done yeah, and I had no idea what the vocals were gonna even sound like because I had already gone home before Christian did his his vocal parts, and then I heard that she had done them, done her vocal parts in in Ukraine, and oh, wow. so I had no idea like what they were gonna sound like. And when I heard it, I was just I can't even describe how I felt. It was just like i literally played the song about 50 times in a row and i think i cry, <laughs> cried each time <laughs> yeah yeah that's that i mean that's that's the power of music right there isn't it man just, yeah yeah you know a good song is a good song and it can just yeah it evokes so many different feelings i mean yeah i i think that's 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 really special hearing that you talk about that with that song in particular i mean are there you know, is there feelings like that throughout the whole album that you experience? Like, do you go on a bit of an emotional roller coaster considering? You yeah, do for, yeah. There's certain songs like really, really hit home. Like, uh, "Drain" mm-hmm. is one, um, but but for sure, that's the. I would probably go on to say that that's probably my favorite song that I've ever recorded. That's so cool, man! I love it, <laughs> and. and I thought Tatiana just destroyed it. Like she did such a good job on the the song and the video. Yeah, yeah. Do do you um, do you you know if if she's ever in town? Is um you know and if the stars aligned, is is there a time where you feel like you'll be able to get her up and yeah do the song live together? Uh, maybe one day. She was at the first show, but she she didn't feel comfortable to uh to do it so she didn't do it but she was backstage or she was like at the show while while we were there that's cool Um, man yeah maybe one day yeah we would love that if if she did and and you're gonna go on tour with nita strauss too man so yeah a fellow shredder i mean fuck man that that must uh that must make you feel giddy with joy as a guitar enthusiast right yeah she 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 kills it man she's yeah. so awesome and and um yeah i'm excited to be able to see her play every night do you do, just quickly um do you have do you have like a a go-to list of guitar heroes in your 
repertoire that you you know you channel when you play um or have inspired you i i think that inspired me i don't know like i i i think i i look at guitar players maybe differently than than um other guitar players do like i'm i'm not super drawn to people that that just shred and play fast like Mm. um one of my favorite guitarists is uh clint from seven dust far out to and like i just love his writing and and you know what he adds and the fact that he can sing and you know and um another one of my favorite guitarists is the edge from u2 he's brilliant man and he's yeah it's just like brilliant. every every he always just adds what the song needs and it's like right. you just hear the song and you don't think of the guitar you mm. just you just hear a great song and yeah. that to me that's that's what makes a good guitar player is like doing what's right and what fits the song and not not you know trying to um maybe take the show or like you know like the I mean, there are, there are, there are, don't get me wrong. Like there are shredders that I like, but I think yeah. that they're very test tasteful shredders like uh, mm-hmm. Marty Friedman, yep. um, Eddie Van Halen, you oh, know, like, absolutely, yeah. you know, but some of the people that just play fast, um, I don't care for it too much. Yeah. No. And, and there's a lot of those noodle players that just play a million miles an hour on the fretboard and, I don't know. I always think of that movie Eddie and the Cruises. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, but there's there's a there's a great scene in number two where you know th- this young guitar player is just shredding on this fretboard, and Eddie just stops him and just goes, "No, man, that's not how the music goes. You've got to let yeah. the music breathe." You know? Yeah. And um, I always think of that, man. So. And yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And that's what like um, that's what's most important is like finding finding what fits the song the best and even like when it whenever i do solos myself it's like i like i can't do a solo for on a record or like write a solo for a record without knowing what the lyrics are about yeah okay that's interesting yeah because it's like i don't know because i feel like the guitar solo is like the the musical embodiment of what the song is about and and it should should communicate and be in the same line or you know the same train of thought as what what the whole song is about that's amazing man i I like that that's that's a really good um piece of advice um that i don't need to ask you (laughs) to to offer people you've just given it and i think that's um that's phenomenal right on man appreciate it yeah it's just yeah i just you know music is 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 a form of communication and and a way for humans to connect with each other and and it's like the the vocal is the main thing that that you're you know that's the main thing that's being transmitted and the song backs up the vocal and and every every other element should should kind of back it back up the thought of the music and and of the song i love that man that's that's really that's really a good note to pretty much end on dude because uh i don't want to hold you up and um no yeah, worries <laughs> i just want to say thanks so much man like, i'm so glad that we we did this bro and um uh, yeah uh 
there there is a certain copy of a certain comic book uh on, on route to you very soon as well oh. i can't wait to get it man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i've been seeing like all the all your posts with uh, all the yeah. artwork and it's uh, yeah. like, so cool and like i yeah. can't wait to hold it in my hand i mean that, that's the thing about music man it just compels us to do weird things and for me it was making a my first manga comic and I, and one of the things that i love about when i make comics is having my friends in my books and yeah. um, I just I had I, I just had this vision of you guys being in this particular scene and it was so cool I had so much fun making it it was great that's so awesome man it's it's an honor man and and um it's always good to catch up with you man we we yeah. hung out a lot when we toured together and yeah and, uh, we would love to come to Australia and and you know when we do like you we're gonna hang out again Hell yeah, man! Oh, man, I think uh, Australia is only too keen to have you boys back. So, uh, oh, yeah. that would be amazing, especially with this band. So, yeah, that'd be great. Cool, man. Well, thanks so much. Thanks so much for uh, spending some time with me, man, and sharing some happy thoughts. And um, I love it, man. You, you're such a, a beam of positive energy, man. And I'm, I'm so honored to know you as a friend. And yeah, much love. Oh man, thank you so much, and and you likewise, man. And you know. I know we've both been through a lot and yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's great to catch up and, uh, I can't wait to see you in person again. Hell yeah, man. Well, till <laughs> then, man, all the best and send my love to the boys and good luck on tour. All right. Thank you so much. I'll talk Cheers. to you later. All right. Latest. Bye-bye. And that concludes my chat with Aru of Lions at the Gate. I just want to say a huge thank you to Aru for taking the time to share his happy days with me and just talk about life and his band who are doing phenomenal things. If you're in America, by all means, grab a ticket and go support Lions at the Gate. It's going to be a great tour with Nita Strauss. And uh, if you haven't done it already, uh, follow the band on their socials. Download their music, you know, buy their music, buy their merchandise, support the band, you know, do those things that uh, we music lovers should be doing. And uh, yeah, without further ado, I just want to say thanks once again for supporting the channel. It's so great to have people listening to the show, uh, whether you do listen or not, I'm just enjoying just being back here doing this. It's it's great to bring the happy days back in 2023. And uh, if you haven't checked out previous conversations that I've had with some phenomenal people, by all means, do a deep dive. There's well over 50 episodes of great content, so check it out. Uh, Till then, I look forward to having you back here next week. Have yourselves a happy week, have a positive week, and uh, may be filled with many happy days. I've been Jesse. You've been amazing. Thanks again. Talk soon.